Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Kevin Fish, Executive Director of the Ark of Sedgwick County. Welcome to Issues 2019. Thank you so much for the invitation. Hey, uh, does the Ark have a mission statement? <laughs> we do. Uh, we serve people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and we do that to improve the quality of their lives and help advocate for sports and services in the community uh, to help just improve the, the lives of the whole family. What, uh, now, where did the, the name the Ark come from? When the organization began um, back in the early 50s, uh, there was the Association for Retarded uh, Children uh, being created nationally. And so we were one of the first chapters in the country. Uh, and over the years, obviously, the R word carries a lot of uh, bad feelings for a lot of folks. Baggage, and, yeah. 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 And so we, we moved away from that uh, between the 80s and 90s and just became the ARC. And that's how we are nationally as well. Yeah, you and I interviewed. We did this show several years ago, a couple of years ago. And, and, and now I remember, I recall asking the same question. Oh, that's where it came from. All right, I get it now. Yeah, that uh, some words like retarded carry a stigma anymore. We have to be uh, sensitive to that, don't it, we? It does. I mean, it used to be a diagnosis, but, you know, it became something people would use to put somebody else down. And then it just started to really carry carry something that a lot of our individuals didn't care for. So we've gotten away from that completely. So intellectual and developmental disabilities is the terminology today. Um, but uh, And that's why we're just simply known as the ARC. Mm-hmm. That shortens it up a little bit. Yes. Okay. Um, how long has the ARC been uh, working? You, you were saying since the, what, the 50s? Yeah, yeah. so uh, our organization began in 1953. So we're a little uh, over 66 years old now. Uh, and begun by our parents. Um, and they really wanted new opportunities for their kids, better opportunities. At that time, if you had a child with a disability, you were basically told that they'll either just live out their entire life in your home or you can put them in an institution. And we had parents who said, this is not what I want to see happen for my child. I want to have as many opportunities as possible. So a couple of moms got together and they literally put a, an ad in the newspaper, uh, the Wichita Eagle Beacon, and said, uh, this is the dilemma I'm facing. Are there other families like you? And we had 32 parents that came together, and from that, our organization was born. How about that? Now, was there? Did they have a facility at the time? Did they have a building? Anything like no, that? No, nothing at all. And and again, they were fantastic in reaching out and collaborating with different groups. Uh, they had a church that that provided them a little bit of space. Uh, the Institute of Logopedics at the time um, was was growing and and provided some supports and resources for them as they were looking for things. Uh, one of the first programs they started was a preschool, um, and they ended up buying a little bitty house. And, um, and from that, uh, it was called Lilac Lane at the time, and it was the first preschool in the state of Kansas for kids with disabilities. How many people uh, use your services in a year's time, you think? Oh, annually, uh, we will serve almost 4,000 individuals, almost split evenly between youth and adults. We do uh, youth services and adult services as well, uh, and so we're really there throughout someone's lifetime. Does that number change over the years, or do you have to keep it right around that? Well, it, it continues to grow. Um, and, and even as we talk about serving 4,000 people in this part of, of uh, Sedgwick County and really Kansas, um, there's an estimated 10,000 people 
uh, in this area, but the majority of which are not in any, any type of services at this point in time. So Roy's looking to try to connect some of these new families uh, and whether it, it's something that the art can provide or something one of our partners are, that, that can do, we, we really want to make that connection. So there's always family, so we know that's going to continue to grow. So you mentioned something that I hadn't thought of, the geographic area. Uh, what's your, what, what are your parameters? What are your, your lines? Well, well and, and that's something that we're looking at right now is we've been known as the Arca Sedgwick County for some time, but we really serve all of south-central Kansas. Uh, we we do provide services to individuals in all the surrounding can, uh, counties, uh, we expanded our case management services officially over into Butler County this fall. Um, and so we are continuing to grow and, and reach a, a lot of families that are outside the Sedgwick County area. So maybe a, a name change could be in the offing, you think? It, so? it, is, it is something that we're discussing right now with our board. How about that? How is the ARC financed? Uh, well, uh, I say the ARC of Sedgwick County, the first thing I think is, oh, the Sedgwick County Commission <laughs> is raining dollars on you, right? <laughs> well, wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> Uh, we, uh, they, they do help provide some support. We, we have a grant through the county that, uh, that helps us to kind of serve uh, an unmet population, uh, those who don't qualify for Medicaid services. And so there's, there's a certain group in there that they do help us to provide some additional supports for. Um, we do receive some Medicaid funding. That's primarily for our case management services. We serve about 625 people in case management. Uh, most of those have Medicaid uh, supports that do that. Um, we have a lot of uh, donations that go for a lot of our programs. Uh, we'll do about uh, 300 events or activities a year. About half of those are either completely free or very low cost. Uh, and so those donations that we're able to raise help to support so many of those different programs that we offer throughout the year. How many people actually work for you? Well, we well, have your employees. <laughs> we have a core team of 30, uh, 20 of which are case managers. Um, but then we have this amazing group of volunteers. We have some volunteers that are basically with us almost each and every day. Um, some of our self-advocates, people who grew up in our programs, volunteer with us uh, through a variety of ways to support programs. Uh, and we could not do what we do without that. We had 28,000 hours given by volunteers last year alone. Those who listen or have heard this program on the air, we've been doing this for almost 20 years in, in Wichita and almost every program, we I ask the same question. How, how, what about volunteers? And every time I get an answer that it says, this area or this city, this area is terrific when it comes to volunteers. Uh, they are. You know, our, our whole organization, because really our, our first uh, 20 years of existence was parents and volunteers running. I mean, and, and uh, up until that point in time, there was, there was no paid staff. Um, and for every event and activity we do, it is, is volunteers that make what we do possible. So how long have you been there? I've been with the ARC for almost 24 years. And, and what did you do before that? You were obviously in, in grade school, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so I worked for Northview Developmental Services in Newton uh, for a period of time right after college. But, I mean, pretty much from college, this was uh, sort of my first big gig, uh, so to speak. And so I was run, uh, hired on to help uh, run youth programs initially. So where are you and, from then? Um, I grew up in Newton. In Newton, yeah, uh, one of my favorite towns. Uh, the Ark has created a, a special holiday tradition in West Wichita. I think, it's, I think you've created a monster. Yes. How many years for the Ark's uh, lights at Douglas and St. Paul this year? Uh, well, this is our 23rd year of doing lights, and this is about the 20th year over at St. Paul. We actually started down at Watson Park for a few years. Um, back then, um, not a lot happened at Watson Park during the winter months, and so... 
Uh, but there's also not a lot of electricity at Watson Park. So we had to bring in <laughs> seven generators that we had to fuel up every you night. You couldn't just run a line through the lake and over the Oh, <laughs> no. It was, and it was a challenge because back pre-LED lighting, too. Yeah. So it, it was a lot of cords, and, uh, and it just it, uh, was really kind of challenging there for a while. So we almost kind of gave up on it. But we had just opened our new offices over at 2nd and St. Paul, and and actually, our community officer, uh, as we were kind of visiting a little bit about what we were doing, made the suggestion, well, if you already own the lights, why don't we just put them up here? Uh, when a policeman comes and knocks on your door and says, hey, is it okay if they put up Christmas lights here? All the neighbors say yes. So hmm. we sent the right guy. And uh, and it just grew and boomed from there. And when our friends at the ILRC built next door, uh, they said we could move over onto their property and allowed us to continue to expand. Well, it seems to be almost an ideal location. I mean... It, I don't know. It, it, it works out perfect for us, and it's the only neighborhood display that we're aware of in the state of Kansas. Uh, but, uh, you know, we greatly appreciate the uh, the neighbors and how patient they are with us throughout this season because it's a little hard to get in and out of your drive, especially on a Friday yeah. or Saturday night. Yeah. How many lights are on display? Uh, we got about 1.5 million lights that are out there, um, hundreds, thousands of different displays. Uh, each year we try to change things up a little bit. We've got a few of those favorites uh, that people love each and every year, but uh, we're trying to feature them in new and different ways. So uh, I think people will find a, a lot of new things this year. Uh, I talked to Marty Miller over at Botanica, and he talked about illuminations. Oh, we're up to 2 million lights. <laughs> and that's how he gauges his success in the yes. world, is how many lights he has. <laughs> but you guys have almost as many as they do, it looks like. Yeah, we've, we've got quite a few, you know, and, and we, we love what's going over on at Botanica and stuff. You know, we're very different in the fact that, you know, with it being a drive through display, we really do not want people getting out of their cars. <laughs> we no. get some people that, that'll go from there and come over and then want to get out and kind of stroll through, but it's not real safe for folks, so we ask them to stay in the car. But uh, now we... Yeah, uh, you could hit two of them in one night. You're that close. You, you, we yeah. really are. Yeah. Yeah. How many cars go through uh, the lights every year? Um, our biggest year ever was about 23,000 cars. And so it, uh, it, it, it varies night to night. Of course, weather impacts us a little bit as well. Uh, this year, we're a little shorter on our season because uh, Thanksgiving moved from the 22nd last year to the 28th this year. So we kind of lose a week from our opening night. But uh, we're hoping those cars will just come and, and join us on another night and we'll just have bigger crowds on some other evenings. So what do you charge? Uh, on the weekends, we do an admission Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's just $10 for the entire car load. Um, if you can get discount tickets, if you want to go pick them up at Quick Trip, or you can go to our website. Um, we've got a special site, thearcslights.org, that people can get a pass there, and then it's $2 cheaper. So for just $8, they can bring through a whole car load. Uh, but we are doing, during the week, Monday through Thursday, is purely donation, because we don't want anybody to feel like, hey, I can't come up with 8 or $10, bucks, um, but I still want to take my family out to the lights. So there's another way that they can continue to do that. Well, that's nice. Now, what, what, on the, what you kind of... Hurried over that web web page. So why don't you slow down and tell us where sure. that is again, please? Yeah, thearcslights.org. Uh, we set up a special page, and so it'll have information all about the event and our start times. We open every night at 5.30. Um, we, we close during the week at 9 on uh, Friday and Saturday nights. We'll go till 10 o'clock. Um, we're open till 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve. Um, but... Uh, also, watching the site and some of our social media pages and stuff, we have several special giveaway nights, too, and, and all their special opportunities. Santa Claus comes in uh, the first two weekends for us on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so we can come get a picture with Santa and visit with him for a little bit. 
Um, our first uh, Monday will also be a special night with Santa for pets with picture or pet night. So if you okay. got a pet and you want to get a picture bring with your pet. pet, he can come out and get a picture with Santa as well. So if you want to bring the iguana by, yeah, you can bring your iguana by. <laughs> so uh, my next question about hours of operation. But what about days? When 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 is it going to be open? So yeah, we always open on Thanksgiving. So that'll be November twenty eighth. And then we run through December 28th. So that way, once you've opened all your presents and the family's all in town and you're looking for something else to do, there's still a couple more nights to catch the lights. You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations. And our guest is Kevin Fish, Executive Director of the ARC of Sedgwick County. Let's talk about some of the ARC's programs and services. Uh, Tell us about uh, targeted case management. What exactly is that, Kevin? Yeah, so a, a case manager really is a prime connection for the individuals we serve with the services in the community. And so essentially a case manager will help an individual in figuring out what what is their dream, what is their ultimate goal, what steps do they need to take to get to that goal, and helping to make doing some assessments to figure out where it is they need to go, and then connecting them with services in the community to do it. So if that ultimate goal is community employment, what do they need to do to get to that point? And uh, and it may be connected them with some supports over at Goodwill or Starkey um, or a job coach through vocational rehabilitation. Uh, and going through all those steps just to help that person reach their ultimate goal and greatest level of independence. Uh, our TCM team is fantastic. We're one of the fastest growing programs in the state. And as I said, we've got over 625 clients now just in case management alone. Then you don't have residential. Uh, we, we do not do residential yeah. and day services. And so we're considered external case management. And, and that's one of the things that, that people, especially early on, found as a big plus is we really do a good job of shopping around for what is the best supports for the individual. So it may be you're in a day program at one agency, but a residential program somewhere else. Um, and you're not just necessarily locked into one provider. And so people have really liked that external feel. What about special projects, youth and adult programs? What's that? So within our special Can you tell projects, I visited your website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our special project programs is a lot of things. When I talked okay. about those 300 events or activities, uh, that's what falls into that category. And, and it is where we're supporting people throughout their entire lifetime. And so some of those programs are for youth. So we do um, special camps while school is out. So when they're out for Veterans Day, when they're out over Christmas, over spring break, that we offer a camp. So if we have working parents who can't just take that time off, that they have a place they know their kids can go uh, and get great care and have a fantastic time building relationships. Uh, our adult programs, for example, last night we just had our thankful feast. Um, our friends over at Crossroad Church helped to, to sponsor and host the event. We moved out to the Cotillion. We had 1,300 people last night for a Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. Uh, and it was an amazing feast and followed it up with a huge dance, and, and people just had a fantastic time. It's completely free for all those people to come out and participate in that. Uh, we're taking a group tomorrow night to Mosley Street Melodrama. Uh, we've taken people uh, all over the state to ball games. We're going to the Chiefs-Raiders game here in a couple weeks. We took a group on a cruise back in September. Uh, there's not, a lot of activities. Not much that we don't do. What, what's the average age of your client? Well, since we serve people throughout their lifetimes, uh, we've got it all. Not really an average age then. No, yeah. no. So basically, most of the people come into our program starting around age five. Uh, but we've got people who are up into their 70s and 80s who are still doing activities with us. What is youth education and summer socialization? Our YES program. Uh, and it is really one of our flagship programs, and we're super proud of it. And, and basically, it fills those summer months. So again, we've got these working parents who are looking for somewhere for their kids to go. 
Uh, not only does it provide care throughout the entire summer, uh, but it helps to maintain some of the educational skills the students have. And so we have an educational component for the first eight weeks of the program, and that's where they're in a classroom setting and they're working on some of the basic skills that they need, keeping in some of the routines that they have during the year. But we do it through uh, basically a theme for each week. So the activities they're doing in the classroom tie to that theme so it's fun and interactive. Nobody wants to go to school year-round, but they love the YES program. They can't wait to be there. And so when we do a space theme in the morning, uh, you know, they may be reading stories about space, counting and adding stars and moons for math, um, tying all of those different activities to that fun theme. But then every afternoon we take them into the community and we live it out. And so that recreation portion of the best day of school is a field trip day, and we got a field trip every day. And so we're going out and we may be going to Exploration Place or the Cosmosphere. Uh, they may be building their own flying saucers um, and just doing whatever crazy creative things our staff can kind of come up with. Uh, and the kids just absolutely love it. And uh, the Circular Friends Mentoring Program, what's that? You know, it was a, sort of a great spinoff of what we were doing with the YES program because we had these wonderful youth mentors that would come in every day, some volunteers that we would have with each of our groups and helping in the classroom. And we'd see this great change in these young adults, uh, these teenagers, and they would connect with the kids. They'd fall in with the kids. They'd want to come back the next week. They'd want to be there all summer. And many of them transitioned into our staff. Uh, and so we thought, you know, if we're able to make that impact in 20 to 30 teens during the summer, how could we do this in our schools? Uh, and so the mentoring program, we're matching a student who's in special education with a peer. And we help them to develop activities within their schools. And then we do a large event every month that the schools can come and participate with. And so uh, with that, what we're trying to do is break down some of the stigma. I know when I went to school, the special ed kids were kept down the hall. Yep. They didn't go to lunch with us. They didn't go to recess with us. You right. didn't see them at the ball games on Friday That's nights. Right. Yeah. They grow up feeling uncomfortable about us. We grew up feeling a little uncomfortable about them because we didn't know anything about them. We didn't understand how many similarities that were there and how much we could really enjoy spending time together. And so we're seeing this wonderful shift, and our schools have been phenomenal. We're now in 65 schools. We have 2,300 kids just in the Circle of Friends program. Wow. And, and with those, again, we're seeing a huge culture change within our schools. And it, it's not at all like it was 20 years ago. And they're finding ways that they can really involve our students who are in special education and regular activities. And we're seeing more and more where um, our students are, are not only part of activities, they're, but they're participating in activities, and they're playing on the football team, and um, they're being elected homecoming king or the prom queen. And, and again, it's a shift in mentality, and they're finding acceptance in their schools. Um, we're not where we want to be yet as far as acceptance, but, you know, uh, we have taken huge strides forward because of this program. Now, you have a number of events benefiting the ARC. Uh, I'd like to mention a few if we can. What is Eat, Drink, Give, Enjoy? Yeah, that is one of our newest events. We started just two years ago, um, and the acronym is EDGE, Giving an Edge to People with Disabilities. And, and it is just a fun evening. And uh, You come out, we've got great food. We've got a silent and live auctions. We do a lot of games and stuff throughout the evening. Um, and it's just an opportunity for people to contribute and, and hear a little bit more about the ARC and our mission and, and why we need their support. Um, and it's, it's really uh, been a huge boom for us to be able to support, uh, especially some of our uh, scholarships for some of the different programs we do. What is mi Miss Unstoppable? <laughs> our, our Miss Unstoppable is a, a pageant that we do in the spring. 
and it is just like uh, the Miss Kansas uh, competition where they've got an uh, interview with the judges. They do a talent. They do evening gown. Wow. Runway competition where they come out and get to just strut their stuff and have a great time. And we've seen such growth and so self-confidence in our ladies. Um, and we have division winners. We have category winners. Uh, but in the end, the top score is our Miss Unstoppable. And then they represent us throughout the year at a variety of different events. Uh, and so whether it was participating in the Riverfest Parade, throwing out the first pitch at the NBC World Series, or getting ready to throw the switch for the Ark's Lights. Yeah, that's a great deal. How about, what is Spookville? I got a feeling <laughs> it's, it has something to do with Halloween. It does, it does. We, we do several uh, Halloween activities uh, but this is one that our self-advocates are giving back to the community. Our self-advocates, I mentioned earlier, some of our adults with disabilities, um, they love to to give back in different ways. And this they open up to um, really all kids to come. Uh, they set up, they do carnival games. Uh, they do a little spook walk and stuff all over at our office. And it's just a safe environment for kids to be able to come and, and enjoy Halloween activities. Um, when you have those cold and rainy nights, it's especially nice to have an indoor place for families to come. Uh, but it's, again, another way for us to say thank you to our neighbors uh, for being so patient with us throughout the year. And what is the thankful feast? Well, the thankful feast is our, our big dinner that we do f- uh, for Thanksgiving, and, and it's really boomed over the years. It started off as a little potluck dinner, um, but as we, we got to see more and more families and a lot of those individuals who in group homes that didn't have families to go home to for Thanksgiving, and so we wanted to do something special for them. Uh, when our friends at Crossroads got involved and said, hey, yeah, we'd like to help cook your turkeys, and then, and then said, well, well, we'll provide all the food, and, and it just kept growing and growing, and we went from 50 to 100 to 300, and now 1,300 people coming for Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. wow. You have an annual awards night? We do. One of the things we do like to do is say thank you to the people who are making such a huge difference for us in the community. Uh, We're able to highlight some of our adult and young achievers that have grown up in our programs, but we've got employers in the community who have been great to our individuals. Uh, We've got uh, companies who who love to reach out and support different individuals. And it's not just about supporting the ARC directly, but making a difference in the lives of somebody with a developmental disability. So case manager of the year, teacher of the year. um, Again, it's just a way for us to highlight because we've got some phenomenal people in the community. You have, uh, obviously, many, many programs and services and opportunities available. Uh, If people want to find out more, again, give us the the web page, phone number, whatever you want right now. Sure. Uh, If you want to reach the ARC directly, and it's 316-943-1191 is our phone number. Our website is ARC and then a hyphen SedgwickCounty.org, ARC-SedgwickCounty.org. And you can see all of these programs and events there. Uh, and then you can also contact us through that or even our Facebook page, the Ark of Sedgwick County, and contact us through any of those if you're interested in volunteering or getting involved in one of our programs. Just Google Ark, A-R-C, Sedgwick, and you'll there. He'll yes. find it. What's on the uh, the Ark's planning agenda? Anything new and exciting coming up? Oh, we've got all kinds of crazy fun things coming up. So uh, we're putting out our, our 2020 calendars right now. And, and again, we've got a variety of different trips and stuff. Again, great experiences for people. Uh, you know, all of us, we work because we like to build a quality of life for ourselves and our families, and, and our folks are the same way. And so we're trying to provide that quality of life for them and, uh, and help them to build friendships and relationships. So we've got a huge calendar that we're putting out for this next year of uh, lots of things for both youth and adults. Uh, and so we'd love to have people come and join us. 
So uh, what gets you excited? Uh, what gets you jumping out of that bed every morning saying, I, I, I want to go to work? What's, what, 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 gets it, what gets you going there, Kevin? It, it is the smiling faces. Uh, you know, and, and that was something that, that we just love is every day what we're able to do really does make an impact. And if you're able to put a smile on the face of a child or, or someone that you care about, uh, it means the world to you. And that's one of the things we look forward to. And, and every day we get to do that in some different ways. And so uh, we've got a, as you come in our front door, we've got a big screen up there uh, that, that says we are the ark. And it just rolls through pictures of countless smiling faces from the program's uh, that we're just this year alone. And so it, it just reminds us why we do what we do. Well, listen, thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, you do have quite a bit, quite a lot going on down at the Ark, and uh, we appreciate that and all that you do here in Sedgwick County and, we should say, uh, across south-central Kansas. We're probably going to change your name here pretty soon. <laughs> Our guest is Kevin Fish, Executive Director of the Ark of Sedgwick County. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. Of course, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.